Hello, everyone. Hope you're having a great week. Welcome once again to Rams Revealed. I'm your host, JB Long. How is it possible that we are approaching the midway point of the season already? Final game before the bye, Sunday morning, and the Rams are 5-2 and two heading to Miami, where it is Tua time, as I'm sure you've heard. We're about to preview that matchup with his former teammate at Alabama, today's guest, Terrell Lewis. The rookie outside linebacker is coming off his most impressive performance yet in a win over the Chicago Bears. His potential is something that I know you're all extremely excited about. So we say good afternoon to the third round pick out of Alabama. Hi, Terrell. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, we'll get to uh, Tua Tungo-Vailoa and the Dolphins a bit later on. Let's start with you first. How did it feel to play your first NFL game at SoFi Stadium on Monday Night Football? Um, it was crazy. It was something that I kind of thought about, like, briefly before, like, damn, this is actually my first home game since I haven't been here since, like, the second scrimmage. So it was fun getting back out there playing with the guys and then actually being able to spin a little bit and get a feel for the turf and everything like that was fun, especially a big Monday night game. It was, it was crazy. I wish it was fans there. <laughs> I mean, that's funny because you're used to playing in front of 100,000-plus in the SEC week in and week out. That must be weird to make it to the league, the highest level, and suddenly no one's there. <laughs> it's a little weird but at the same time I think our team and our organization they do a good job of keeping the energy up on the sidelines even when I made the big time play on fourth down you could sense the energy it was like almost like we didn't need fans we were our own fans and I kind of thrilled off that like I like that kind of energy oh the fourth and one that play why don't we talk about that Cordero Patterson something you're gonna remember for a long time yeah, definitely. Obviously, it was kind of like my first actual tackle and things like that. So it was kind of like, okay, damn, that's a big play for your first kind of tackle to be on a fourth and one stop. It was definitely something I'll remember, especially a Monday night game. Everybody was hitting me up after the game. Like, it was my birthday, so it was crazy. <laughs> uh, big Wit commented on that play. I saw his post, actually, and I'll read it for our audience. He said, just getting started, speaking of you, can't wait. Uh, for them to see it all play out, referencing your career. Let's go, exclamation point, of course. What does it mean to have, like, the senior statesman of offensive line play in the National Football League say something like that about your future? Um, it means a lot, just knowing Big Wit, talking to Big Wit, getting to pick at his brain every day. I learned so much from him, and then obviously just seeing him say something like that means a lot just because of the fact that you know the experience he has in this league playing against certain edge guys from – way back when <laughs> so just being able to hear that from big wit and knowing that he you know what I'm saying he believes in me as, as much as i believe in myself and he sees the future it, it kind of it just inspires you to kind of go harder and keep you know what I'm saying trust the process and keep going and just let god do his work i know you don't go live a whole lot in practice these days in the middle of the season but back in training camp did you ever get the old man did you ever beat him with the quarterback not necessarily beat him i maybe have, Got him with a couple moves before, and then he'll be like, that was good stuff, Rook. But it wasn't where it was like, oh, it was a clear beat. And I would because our offense get the ball out quick, too, sometimes. So I might get, I might get him with a move here or there sometimes, and he'll be like, hey, that's a good move, Rook. Like, you can build off that. Well, let's stay in the summer. Let's go back a little bit in time. And between COVID and a knee complication, this opportunity that we're discussing for you took longer than you wanted, I imagine, longer than fans and the Rams wanted. What can you share with us about that process, those kind of couple of months that went into making your NFL debut possible? Um, 
It it really don't surprise me. Like I I've been through a lot of adversity, so things like that bumps in the road. I'm kind of so used to having to get through those little tough processes and just maintain mm-hmm. my main focus. It's like okay, don't worry about the start. Worry about the end goal. So that kind of it was definitely something I was like, okay, ten day COVID. Then I got to come back, and then it's another complication. And I'm like. Typical Terrell Lewis story, <laughs> like, but then at the end of the day, I always try to look every look at everything with a positive mindset and trusting God that you know what I'm saying He'll help me prevail through everything. Feel like that knee's in a good place now, though. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, that's great. And when it's all said and done, you end up making your NFL debut in Washington, close to where you grew up, uh, mm-hmm. so close to getting a sack in that game too but I wonder if it kind of went through your mind like maybe this was all how it was supposed to be to to debut at FedEx Field. Yeah it definitely was once I started like seeing how the the puzzle was connecting I was like yeah this is kind of it's crazy just seeing how everything played out and obviously starting to ease myself more and more into the flow with these guys and build chemistry with the guys next to me it it definitely feels like everything is beyond me. I do want to transition to your time in Alabama, too. I'm sure their fan base will be glad to get an update from you. So it looked like you might be a Buckeye for a quick minute, but you landed in Tuscaloosa. And in hindsight, I wonder, like, what did you learn from your time playing for Nick Saban and in that program? From being there, I literally, I feel like I learned how to be a pro just from every aspect, just going throughout the process of game week to treating every game as the want to say the most prized game and then just learning learning your body learning the game of football Hmm. learning how to cooperate not only on the field but off the field and conduct yourself so everything at Alabama kind of taught me a lot about how I was going to be in life and just even outside of football just how to conduct whatever you want to what you focus on day in and day out whatever your end goal is he teaches you the process that you got to be able to basically adjust to the good and the bad as far as whatever you want, work towards it. Sounds like playing for Alabama prepared you as well as any college experience could for the transition to the league. But how about Brandon Staley's defense in particular? Do you feel like the X's and the O's translated pretty well? Yeah, they're they're really similar, like to the point where our defense is kind of the same as this defense. It's kind of different terminology, and I've had – when I first got here, that's kind of was the biggest thing. Like, it wasn't the plays that were really confusing me. It was more so just getting out, getting out of the Alabama terminology. And because I used to say a lot of times, like, oh, this play is just like that play at Bama. Like, even today, we had a play where I'm like, I had to remember, like, no, I'm going because it's literally kind of the same words and verbiage mm-hmm. as Alabama, but it just plays out just a tad bit different. So that's been the biggest part. Part just mentally trying to get out of the Alabama habits and remember like, I'm a Ram. <laughs> How about any similarities or differences between Nick Saban and Sean McVay? Like when they're in the middle of a huddle in the locker room or they're at the front of the meeting room, what are you thinking? Um, they're similar and different in a way. Obviously, Coach McVay is a little bit he well, he's a lot younger, so he definitely has more energy. Coach Saban, he'll. He'll be riled up every now and then, and he'll show those Sean McVay glimpses. But Coach McVay is obviously always giving the guys energy, always, you know what I'm saying, thrilled. Even, like, 
at our game this past weekend, you see Coach McVay jumping up and being excited with the guys and kind of, you know what I'm saying, interacting with the players a lot more just because of the fact that he still has that feel for the game and connection with the guys as if he's one of us. What about, well, anything other than winning a Super Bowl ever top beating Georgia in overtime for a national championship? Um, no, nah, because I, <laughs> I, I don't think so. Outside of the Super Bowl, I don't think anything would top that. I mean, I mess with the guys that we have on our on our team from Georgia all the time, and then especially once they got this big win, I was even more ecstatic about it. So nothing really beats that. <laughs> well, hopefully you get over that mountain at some point during your career, maybe even this season in the uh, the year of Los Angeles professional sport. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Terrell, scouts told us in the draft process that following that national championship season, they were visiting campus for some spring ball, and the staff at Alabama indicated that you were the most talented player on that roster. And that's a roster that had – Judy and Ruggs and Tua and Jalen and Diggs. You, you know all of your teammates, your contemporaries, many of them who are now pros as well. Have you heard that story? Yeah. they Right after it happened, I mean, we kind of went through spring ball, and I had a really good spring where I kind of – I could tell that I was going to be dominant my junior year. So I felt like everything was rolling in, rolling for me. I was on leadership. Um, and then my, my position coach at the time, Tosh Lupoy, he's with the – Atlanta Falcons right now and he kind of brought me in we usually always have a spring evaluation meeting after after our spring spring ball and he kind of told me like hey like you know what I'm saying it's going to be big expectations for you this year you know what I'm saying they everybody on this coaching staff kind of agrees that you're the you know what I'm saying you're the best player in our facility and I, at the time I'm looking at him like that's crazy but <laughs> But at the same time, I kind of – I felt that same confidence, but at the time just hearing it from a different perspective, it kind of made you realize, like, okay, you you really developing into who you want to be. And so that kind of was a big step for me because at the time I was really starting to feel like, okay, this, things are starting to get rolling, and then my team teammates were behind me, my coaches were behind me, and then obviously the, another injury happened, but mm. – at the same time, I always keep that with me because I know who I am and you know what, I'm what I'm capable of. Yeah, you weren't able to dominate the way that maybe you were in line to that immediate fall, but it happened for you eventually, and you're drafted 84th overall. And so do you think it's fair to say because of injury concerns and you are a first-round talent at the end of the day? Yes. I love it. One-word answer. First yeah. round, <laughs> Yes. Boom. That's all you have to say. Uh, what do you What do you think then is going to be your key to unlocking even more snaps on the perimeter of this Rams defense? Um, just continuing to earn the trust of the guys next to me, and obviously the coaching staff. Just getting them to, as they see me and put me into more different situations. Basically, just delivering whatever they put me in, whatever situation they put me in. Show them that I can handle whatever situation that comes my way and that you can trust me on the field at, at any time, any point. That's what kind of made that fourth down stop so big to me because of the fact that, okay, now you could tell, you could see that the guys were kind of riled up, like, okay, that was that was T. Lou, that was the rook. So. so I was going to ask, like, do you think of yourself as a pass rusher, as an edge setter? How would you describe your game? I think you kind of just addressed that there. You want to be at all, don't you? Yeah, I want to be everything. And that's kind of – 
it was crazy when I when I got hurt at Alabama my junior year, going into that that big season, I actually got hurt doing like a lot. Of, I used to work out a lot with the DBs and do a lot of drops and things like that, and that's how I ended up getting hurt because it got to the point where I was I was focused on not only just being a pass rusher. I wanted to coach Saban and realize like, hey, if they try to go small on us, like. He's athletic enough to be able to play whatever we need him in the slot. He can pass rush. He can drop clear space. So I always try to cover every aspect of the game so that you can't say I have a weakness. Wow. All right. Look out, Jalen Ramsey, then. Here comes Terrell Lewis. Yeah, we uh, get, tell us about – going to get some DB work with Jalen Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about teaming with Tua. And first of all, let me ask, do you – is he Tua to you? Do you even try to pronounce his last name? Uh, I messed with him a little bit uh, okay. on his last name because I remember he, we had a deal where he, uh, I think maybe in the opening, when he first came in as a rookie, he was pronounced. They had a little thing where he was pronouncing how to say his last name, and I used to mess with him all the time, like tongue o vilo. But we always used to joke around with it. But I just call him Tua or Big Tua. And it sounds like you have a pretty good relationship with the now Dolphins quarterback. Yeah, that's my dog. What's he like? Um, he's definitely a, uh, he's humble, but at the same time, he's definitely a relaxing, funny guy, cool to kick it with, and you could talk to him about anything. And I, he's he's a jokester at that. So being with him, I called him as soon as I heard the news, and we kind of chopped it up because we used to always talk trash to each other in practice and things like that. So as soon as I heard the news, I called him. And we were just talking like, man, we really talked about this, and now it's happening, and, our, and your first game back is against me. Like, it's going to be crazy. So, And you're planning to be the first to sack him, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I told him, I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to get you. Because <laughs> we used to go back and forth in practice and things like that. And obviously, I was just talking to one of my teammates today. Like, it's going to feel weird going against two, and he's actually live. Like, you can hit him because yeah. in practice – it's so used. We're so used to stay off the quarterback. Like, don't you know what I'm saying? Don't touch him. And then I might think I have a sack, and he's like, "No, nah, that's not really a sack in the game." Like that. So now we got the opportunity to really say, "Okay, no, nah, it's a sack." You've been close enough to live, and you've seen him up close enough to know that it's easier said than done, though, to bring him down. I imagine. Yeah. Pretty elusive. He's pretty elusive. He's witty. At the, like he knows he, he he has a good feel for where everybody's at while still keeping his eyes downfield. So that's why I I know certain things that he likes to do. He likes to spin out of stuff and things like that. But I I got something for him. <laughs> I hope I see him. I got something for him. Looking forward to Sunday even more now than I was before this conversation. Two more for you, Terrell, and then we'll let you get on your way. When this defense for Los Angeles is at its best, and I think we're starting to see some of its best, it has the potential to dominate. You just did it against Chicago. What's it like being a part of that, teaming with Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and Jalen Ramsey? Um, it's fun. It's really fun to just see how each week we can get better and better. And then we obviously feel like we we have so much more we can show, so much like it's so much things that we focus on that we feel like, okay, we got to get better at that. Like, we still feel like we want to get better at getting the ball out, cause more fumbles and things like that. Like, it's plays that we are – like, we don't – we're not satisfied. And that's kind of what I like about this defense. Obviously, being in Alabama, you've been around good defenses. 
and coming here, it's almost like week by week I start seeing like them same kind of character traits in this defense where it's like, okay, we got guys depth-wise where if one guy goes down and we got another guy that we're like, okay, we, we, we hold you to that same standard. That's really well said. I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that. All right, last one on a little bit lighter-hearted note: uh, social media experience. Uh, you try to crack a joke. Uh, it worked for some. It didn't go over for others. Apparently, you know what I'm talking about. You could already. You yeah. can already see your reaction. Uh, but your summation was: I'm never commenting on a Rams post again. Is everything cool? Yeah, everything is cool. It was just hilarious, like seeing the reaction from fans. I'm like, well, I mean, okay, I guess I'll just let you guys. Cause then it started turning political and things like that. I was just like, it was a joke. I didn't want to put a laughing emoji because then it would be a clear joke. So it was like a sarcasm joke. But I'll leave them alone. <laughs> I'll leave Coach McVay alone. And then on top of that, I think it, it bothered a lot of people too because it came off came off the law. So then everybody was attacking me. I'm like, I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. Tread lightly, but uh, I'm glad you're able to laugh it off. And uh, speaking for myself, and I'm sure for our audience, really enjoyed the opportunity to get you know a little bit better, Terrell. We hope you have a, a really long and successful career here in Los Angeles. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Good luck this week against your friend and former teammate, too. All right, Madonna. Thank you. All right. And as always, if you enjoyed this conversation with Terrell Lewis, please do subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified when our next episode is available. For Terrell, for Jory, Rudy, Travis, and Talia, and everyone who contributed to this edition of Rams Revealed, I'm J.B. Long.